Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light on our path. And the entrance of His words give understanding. Today, this topic is what are they among so many? One of the most outstanding miracles that Jesus performed to awaken and bolster his identity as the Messiah or the Christ to his disciples, that is the 12, is the feeding of the 5,000 men plus women and children. Interestingly, all four gospel narratives record this great miracle. Now, John's gospel narrative records seven messianic signs leading up to Christ's crucifixion. And he labels them basically for us. And each one is telling us that this is a sign to his disciples that he is the Messiah. It's to strengthen their confidence and their faith in him. And this one makes a profound impression upon all of them as evidenced by its appearance in all four gospel narratives. Now, Matthew and John are eyewitnesses to the event, and Mark, who's recording Peter's recollection of it. So we have three eyewitness accounts and then Luke's summary account in his gospel narrative. Four witnesses to this great miracle. And it is a miracle. How can you feed 5,000 men plus women and children with only a little smidgen of food? Just a little bit. Well, that was a situation that the disciples found themselves in on this particular day. I want you to journey with me to this event that occurred in the springtime of the year around Passover time. Now, you know, Jesus has been healing a number of people, multitudes of people. And as a result, great crowds of people were always following him and his disciples. In addition, just prior to this event, Jesus had been told about the death of his forerunner, John the Baptist, and then his 12, whom he had sent out on a special mission as his ambassadors, came back to report to them the success of their various ministries in different parts of the country. So now Jesus takes the twelve, and he wants to go with them, or seeks to go with them, up to a mountain place, away from the crowds, away from the towns and villages, so that he can spend time with his disciples. We're told this in some of the gospel narratives. And so Jesus takes them with him, and he ascends up to the mountain with his twelve. But on this particular day, as he's looking out, he sees a great crowd of people coming toward him. Now, they haven't yet arrived, and it's early in the day. This is my reconstruction. It's earlier in the day when he singles out a particular disciple and asks him a question. Now, this is the way John records it in his gospel narrative. And I'm reading from the Christian Standard Version of the Bible. It says, After these, after these things, Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee or Tiberias, and a huge crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was performing by healing the sick. And Jesus went up on a mountain and sat down there with his disciples. 
Now the Passover, a Jewish festival, was near. So when Jesus looked up and noticed a huge crowd coming toward him, he asked Philip, where will we buy bread so that these people can eat? He asked this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Now, I'm proposing that this is earlier in the day, and it's going to take a few hours, or at least two or three hours, uh, narrow it down if you want, at least an hour or two, for the crowd to arrive where Jesus is. And so he has asked Philip in particular, where will we buy bread so that these people can eat? He says he, he asked this to test him, for he himself, that is, Jesus, knew what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, well, 200 denarii worth of bread, that is, 200 days worth of wages, that's a lot of money, will not buy enough food so each of them can have a little bit. You see what Jesus is doing? He's probably wanting to bolster especially the faith of Philip. So he singled him out. He asked him this question, a question about inventory. <laughs> what do we have that we can supply this great crowd of people with, with food? And Philip says, you know, that's an impossible task. 200 days worth of ages would not be enough. Wages would not be enough for them to have a little bit. Uh, but one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter brother, said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many? Now, this could have happened then, and Peter Andrew could have overheard it, or it could have happened later, that is, several hours later. Because we're told by the other gospel narratives that when the crowd arrived where Jesus is, that he was sitting among them and he was teaching them and that he got up and was healing a great number of them. He was meeting the needs of the people as a shepherd meeting the needs of the sheep. He had compassion on them. So he was teaching them and healing them. And as the day wore on, the disciples began to be a little nervous because they're in a remote place. They're not near these people's houses. They're in a deserted area up on a mountainside. And before it gets too late in the day, they want Jesus to send the frouds away so that they can go find something to eat and a place to stay. And then Jesus says to them, you feed them. <laughs> How would you like to have Jesus ask you that question? There's a crowd of people out there, hundreds, maybe thousands, and they're getting hungry. The day is wearing out. You're concerned about their well-being, and Jesus says to you, well, you feed them. And you look at the crowd and you say, I don't think that's possible, Jesus. That's basically what was going on. But Jesus sends, sends them out. We are, we're told in the other gospel narratives. Basically, what, what do we have? And so after they've done a little research, here's Andrew, Peter's brother, who says to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many? Now, do you understand what's happened now with Philip, and with Andrew. We don't know about the rest. But because these two have been singled out, we know what's happened with them. That they have been given a test, basically, about their faith. And they've given Jesus only the replies 
of the natural resources that it would take to meet the people's needs. But Jesus says to the disciples, you give them something to eat. Well, the disciples are simply not able to do that. So Jesus says, we'll have the people sit down. Now, we're told by the other gospel narratives that he gave them explicit instructions to have them set in groups of 100 or 50. Because Jesus knew what he was going to do. He took those two pieces of fish. Let's call them sardines. I don't know exactly what they were. Two little fish. We're told they're little fish. And five barley loaves. This was in a boy's lunch. So this is not a huge amount. But he took them, and it says, he took what was there, and he offered thanks. That's not told us in John, but Matthew records it, and I believe the others did as well. Jesus gave thanks. And then... He gave, took the, the two fish and the barley loaves that were in his hand and he began to distribute them to the disciples, to each of the 12. You could have, look, look at them. They're coming up near him. He's handing them loaves. He's handing them fish. As he hands it, more appear in his hand. He is multiplying the loaves and multiplying the fish. This is a creative power. After all, this is the incarnate creator, the one who brought the world into being, and now he is multiplying the loaves and the fishes for the crowds of people. And the disciples are taking these loaves and fishes, and they're going to these crowds, to these groups of 50 or 100, and distributing them among them. Now, now, whether this is a multiplication only in the hand of Jesus, or is it as the disciples hand it out, there's more to come. As they reach into their basket, there's more to come. But at the end of it, everyone has had everything they want to eat. I'm sure there might have been some who grumbled that they wished that the diet had been a little more varied, not just bread and fish, but here they are. They're full of bread and they're full of fish. And Jesus says to his disciples, go out among the crowds and gather up the leftovers. Don't waste any of what God's provided for the people. And so they went, and they gathered them up in 12 baskets full and bring them back to Jesus. Now, meanwhile, in the crowd, there is an awakening. And let me read that to you. It says in John chapter 6, let me just read John chapter 6, beginning of verse 10. Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, so they sat down. The men numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, and so also with the fish as much as they wanted. When they were full, he told his disciples, collect the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they collected them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces from the five barley loaves that were left over by those who had eaten when the people saw the sign he had done, they said, this truly is the prophet who is to come into the world. Now that is a reference back to Deuteronomy chapter 18. It's a reference back to Moses, 
that great prophet of God in the old dispensation where God had provided the Israelites with the daily manna for 40 years in the wilderness. So they were awakened that this is that prophet, this prophet king. Therefore, when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force, he made, to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Meanwhile, with the others, just uh, accounts tell us, he sent his disciples away. He compelled them. He told them, go, get in the boat and go to the other side. And so the 12, in obedience to the master, went into the one boat they had, and they went to the other side. Meanwhile, Jesus withdrew himself up further into the mountain so that the crowds could not come and force him in an act of sedition. The reason for that is it wasn't his time, nor was it his type of kingdom. For later he would testify to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. So this is the story of the feeding of the 5,000, that great miracle recorded by all of the gospel narratives. Now we'll learn a lot from what it all means when we look at the rest of John chapter 6 because the next day the crowds come looking for him. They know that the disciples had left. They didn't see Jesus go with them, but they went where they thought he might be. They went to the other side. And Jesus will explain what all of this means on that day. Meanwhile, what can we learn? What can we see of this great miracle that Christ has done? Well, we know that he is the all-sufficient one who can supply the needs of his people. And we know this, that he can take the little that we have and he can use it for great glory. He can multiply it. He can make it go further than we ever thought it could go. In fact, he could multiply manyfold. We can learn that we should never waste God's word. We should never waste the things that God has handed to us, the holy things. We should reserve them and use them rightly. And we should remember that little is much in the hand of an all-sufficient God and an all-powerful Savior. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights.